This time on episode 308 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we'll be discussing Cloak and Dagger, season 2, episode 1, Restless Energy, and season 2, episode 2, White Lines. I'm Michelle Ely from the Starling Tribune, an Arrow TV show fan podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geeky shows at GoingToGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Haley. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, November 17th, 2019, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast loud-wide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat on that webpage and talk with us as we record. Ladies, happy National Home Ed Bread Day. I like bread. Do you love bread? Like, on a spectrum of just loving bread to Oprah-loving bread, you know, that <laughs> scale, like, where do you fall? Well, here's the thing. So I recently went to veganism. So it's hard to just eat random bits of bread because you never know what's got milk and eggs and whatnot in it. It's pretty sad. Do you eat bread at all? Yeah, you just got to know what's in your bread. Okay. I had banana bread this morning, and I'm sure that had stuff that was not good for you. Probably. Like milk and eggs and stuff. So. Yeah, but it probably tasted delicious. Oh, it was so good. So good. And I didn't even know. I was National Homemade Bread Day until this podcast. There you go. I just happened to celebrate it and did not know why. By the way, National Homemade Bread Day was made in Ann Arbor, Michigan in the 1980s and has been celebrated nationally, I guess, ever since. But there you go. Anyway, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the multiple Marvel small screen series, and the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes in general. Because of Silent Movie Night. If you'd like to talk to us about Silent Movie Night, even though that wouldn't be appropriate, you could visit our website, legendsofshield.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You can visit our Facebook page, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. You can see our videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash gunnageek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. And you can join our Discord server chat at gunnageek.com slash discord. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network. Agent Lauren is not with us tonight. She had something to do with rolling the um, private ambulance companies. So she was going to go off and do that. We said, fine, go ahead, go do that. She probably will be back next week. Meantime, we're going to get into the episodes for today, talking about Cloak and Dagger. 
Cloak and Dagger, Rustless Energy, aired on Freeform April 4th, 2019. Haley, who is the creative team behind that? This episode was directed by Jennifer Fang. She has 18 directing credits starting in 1998. Those credits include one episode of The Exorcist, one of Major Crimes, one of Riverdale, two of The Expanse, two of Cloak and Dagger, one of The Boys, and one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it was written by Joe Pekaski. He has eight writing credits starting in 2006. Those credits include eight episodes of Heroes, two of Daredevil, 16 of Underground, and seven of Cloak and Dagger. And of course, Joe is was, I guess, the showrunner. The show is now canceled, unfortunately, right before we started podcasting, or right during when we were podcasting about season one. Michelle, who was the creative team behind the second episode we're talking about tonight, White Lines? This episode was directed by Jeff Wolnoff, who has 73 directing credits starting in 1991, including two of Dracula the series, one Stargate SG-1, two Earth Final Conflict, three Sliders, Six episodes of The Outer Limits, Six Dark Angel, One Smallville, One Birds of Prey, Three Battlestar Galactica, Two Eureka, Two Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, One of the Vampire Diaries, Four Perception, Two Heroes Reborn, Ten episodes of Vikings, Six of The Expanse, One Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and Two Cloak and Dagger. This episode has two writers, the first, Nicole R. Levy. Seven writing credits starting in 2013, one Ironside, four of the Mysteries of Laura, three Shades of Blue, four Cloak and Dagger, one Reef Break, and Peter Calloway, who has seven writing credits starting in 2007, including four Brothers and Sisters, six Under the Dome, two Legion, one American Gods, and four and five Cloak and Dagger. There are four lights, but five episodes of Cloak and Dagger that Peter Calloway wrote. And, of course, Cloak and Dagger is based on the Marvel comics of the same name by Bill Matlow and Ed Hannigan. All right, ladies, Restless Energy and White Lines. We talk about the themes of the episodes, coming back to the names of the episodes, which I think is pretty good in this particular case. So, Haley, do you think the titles for the episodes were representative of the themes for the episodes this week? Kinda. I don't know. So Restless Energy, I think you get a lot of, you know, last season we had them discovering their powers and then using those powers for an end that we saw from the beginning. Like we knew that they were going to take on Roxxon. We knew that they were going to get justice for Tyrone's brother and for Tandy's father. So that's what their growth and development was leading to. That was the climax of the season. This season, they've got these powers now. They know how to use them and they need a way to use them. And they don't really have one. They don't have a mission right now. So Tyrone is taking on the drug dealers and Tandy is taking on guys that beat up on their girlfriends. Jeremy, looking at you. Yep. And then white lines is, um, I mean, the obvious one would be the white lines that were used to create the glyph thing that I don't remember the term for that they used. Bevet. Um, Bevet. It's spelled V-E-V-E. Bevet. Bevet. Okay. I feel like there's probably another meaning for that one like it seems like there should be a double meaning for that but we weren't given a second meaning that i can remember white lines to me sounds a lot like white lies but i didn't remember any lies necessarily in this episode other than bridget yeah well white lines makes me think of highways but it's not really relevant to anything we saw in this 
There's also a song called White Lines that is, and it's also a reference to cocaine. Yeah. Mm. Which that's it's what they were doing. Although I honestly don't know what the trade in cocaine is. I know that heroin is really huge and other similar things, but cocaine isn't as big of an it's, issue. Yeah, it's not it, the, as popular of a drug anymore. Anyway, so that's titles. And I think, like you said, sort of, kind of, I'm with it, especially with the restless energy, especially when you take a look at Tandy and her powers. Oh my gosh, that girl is lighting up everything. It's just as she's walking by or running by. And we'll get into that a little bit later. One thing that I wanted to talk about just off the bat is that Tandy and Tyrone are still concerned about each other. They check in on each other, even though they don't check in. I mean, I guess they have weekly movie nights in the church, but they don't realize that they're both checking up on each other as much as they are. So it's kind of cute when that revelation comes out, but sees they're talking about lying to each other. And that was actually in the first episode of Restless Energy. So, yeah, I think it's great that they're still trying to be connected. Well, they have to be. They've got a show together. That's true. But I think it's very realistic that, yes, they have this connection and they're trying to be friends, but they're still learning how to be friends with each other because Tyrone is doing little white lies and Tandy is still lying, even to her mom. And it's one of those like Tyrone is like, well, I didn't want to bother you. And I've been in that case, too, where it's like I've been having all these problems, but I think other people are too busy and I don't want to burden them with things. And that was like Tyrone's thing. But then Tandy's like, well, I thought you would come to me for help. So while, yes, they saved the world last season, they still need to work on how to be friends. And they are working on it actively. Like movie night. It's pretty cool. By the way, I do have a projector like that. I don't have a screen as big as that screen. Yet. Do you have a VCR? Because I don't anymore. I have several in the house, yes. I've kept them. It's hard to get a new one. Oh, yeah. You can't. Matter of fact, you can buy a new one, but it's manufactured years ago now. Yeah. They stopped making them. For a long time, Walmart was carrying like the last new one still being produced and sold, and they don't carry it anymore. I just have them to watch every VHS tape I have one last time, and then I was just going to toss it, get rid of it. Decide if you need to replace it or not. Well, I have several, so... No, if you need to replace the VHS with a new version. Yeah. I, you know, I have some collectibles. I have uh, the entire series of Robotech on VHS. I have the entire series of Star Blazers, including, I believe, one, if not two seasons that were not aired here in the United States, so they have a funky English dub over them, even funkier than normal. And so I have that, and I've debated to selling them, but I also have the complete series on DVD, and you can stream both series now, so it's not really as big of a deal as I thought once. Anyway, so, yeah, they're taking care of each other as best they can, movie night, and trying to use their powers and, and going a little stir-crazy, I think is a way to throw that there and unfortunately Bridget O'Reilly is not doing as well however she you know I was trying to think in the last it was just last week we saw the last episode Bridget came out of the swamp was that Bridget that we saw so we're seeing two Bridgets and I'm wondering uh, wait also did we know last season that her first name was Bridget because I don't remember hearing that at all before 
Yeah, like once or something. Didn't Puke say it, I think, once? Okay. They said it a lot this time, though, to make sure that we knew that her first name was Bridget. The kids were calling her Bridget, yeah. I say kids, quote-unquote kids. They're they're about 20. They're kids. I think they're under 18 in show. And what's going on with Tandy? Is her entire life revolving around just taking dancing lessons again? Is she trying to catch on with a ballerina troupe or something? Well, she has a chance to do her dream, which is ballet. And she's living with her mom and going to therapy. Is she going to school? Because it seems like she should be. I know. I know she's breaking into Tyrone's school to get his homework and books and stuff. But I don't know if she's going herself because she should because they're still 16, 17. I mean, at 16, you can legally drop out. But it seems like if she's doing all these other things to get her life back on track, she would be going back to high school. I would think so as well. I, that's why I brought it up. It confuses me. Is this her full-time job? Is this her therapy as she comes out of it? I don't know what's going on here. It's better than her living on the street. Yeah. So we've mentioned the powers a couple of times. Let's just come out and say it because it was a big part of these two episodes. You have Tandy that's developed these powers that are interfering with electricity. Plus, she can throw a giant ball of energy now. That's new. Yeah, and I wasn't here for the discussion last week, but we saw that Tyrone's powers were growing at the end of last season with his ability to suck evil detectives into something and send them somewhere. Yeah, we didn't spoil anything, but Michelle referenced that that is going to be explained this season. We haven't not gotten that explanation yet. So I, Yeah, I would think it would have to be. Well, also, the fact that he is still missing is kind of a plot point. Also, if one police officer is killed after developing incriminating evidence against a detective, and then that detective goes missing, doesn't that make the detective look shady? I guess, but did she get promoted? Because she said captain a couple of times, and she answered the phone, and she said detective. So I'm confused on that point. She's a detective. She was dodging the captain's calls. Uh, Well, she was dodging the watch commander's calls. Okay. Yeah, she's still just a detective. She's not going to get a promotion after all that stuff. She barely has her job. Well, okay, Michelle, we podcast on Arrow and Star City Police Force every season. <laughs> for people, though. Yeah. And so people get promoted to captain that might not necessarily normally. New Orleans is not Star City. Also, why in New Orleans does nobody have a New Orleans accent? Because that's probably a stereotype. <laughs> Yeah, that it's not just a Southern drawl either. It's it's a Cajun accent. Yes. Yeah. It's French. It's that Creole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not everyone has it. I've been to New Orleans. Not everyone has it. Somebody should have some sort of accent. Everybody sounds like they're from the Midwest. True that. True that. <laughs> so New Orleans, since we're on the subject, the city is on the brink, really. It feels on the edge and it's kind of weird saying that on the tale of what happened eight months ago but you got drugs and turf wars going on you have human trafficking that's going on and you have a police force that is trying to solve it but 
kind of slow and trying to keep the and peace. not necessarily working on everything like they talked about how all these girls have gone missing and it doesn't matter because they're poor brown girls and that's a thing that really happens today if you know it's not a pretty white girl that makes for good television when you put her mother crying on the tv like the guy said and so nobody's really looking into these missing girls i think all of a sudden our heroes have a cause now to go after it but they also have an issue of trying to figure out what's going on with bridget well as you saw at the end of white lines there's bridget and basically i'm just going to tell you they refer to the other one as mayhem so that way there's bridget and then there's mayhem so i'm just going to say that out right now that's why it is the way it is in the show notes i do the show notes because there's bridget and then she ends up calling that part mayhem I did do some Wikipedia searching after our last episode because I'm like, okay, if this is going to be a character, I need to have some sort of a background into it. I got the comic background of Mayhem. I knew it was called Mayhem and or she, I guess, is better than it. So I knew she was called Mayhem, but I had no idea I was going to get two Bridget O'Reilly's, one Bridget O'Reilly and one Mayhem. That was actually very interesting the way they did that, because in the first episode, the way they showed her, it made you think like, oh, it's another personality or entity within O'Reilly's body and it's taking control. And that's not what was happening. It's there's two completely different beings. And I was wondering if Mayhem was sucked out of Bridget and took some personality traits with her because Bridget is seems a little bit more tentative than she was before, as you would expect after getting the ever living crap kicked out of her and thrown into the lake like she was and or dead really maybe that's just part of the healing process or maybe and i know michelle doesn't want to spoil us but maybe it is traits of the same person that are now distributed to two different people kind of like a white lighter and a black lighter over on charmed yes i did just drop a charmed reference is that a thing with the new one yes okay i was gonna say that's not the way white lighters worked in the previous version of charmed Season two of this incarnation of Charmed has gone in different directions. And I never actually watched the entirety of the first Charmed either. But yeah, there is a white lighter. Harry is the white lighter and he was broken out into two. No spoilers, but there you go. Also, we have an important, and I kind of wish Lauren was here for this discussion, but this is a delicate thing. If you're involved with somebody that has an issue with abuse or maybe is going through a issue with a hard time with mentally issues or something like that. You can't just be the hammer. You have to be delicate when you're talking to people. Now, first of all, being there is better than not being there. So I'll say that, but you don't want to say the wrong things either. You got to be careful about what you do say. And, and what Tandy was saying was hitting, I can't remember her name. Michaela. Michaela, thank you. It was hitting Michaela pretty hard and drove Michaela opposite of where she should be. So just keep that in mind when you're talking to somebody that's in a similar sort of situation. You can't just say, well, for guys, you can't just say, man up, you know, just get over it or something like that. Because that's not always the case. It's not always going to work. And you shouldn't do that anyway. You need to let people have their feelings and not repress them, no matter what gender and everything you are. I do not like that phrase, man up. Anyway, 
Studies have shown it takes on average five to seven times for a victim to leave their abuser. Unfortunately, sometimes that leaving is not successful because the abuser can find the victim. Also, sometimes they don't have anywhere to go. And that's another problem. It's like, okay, I can leave, but where do I go? And I know there was once a Twitter thread about like either why I didn't leave or why I had to stay or something. And it just sort of reminded me of my mom. My mom had no like support. And so she really didn't have anywhere to go, even if she wanted to leave. And it's it's a two-step process. It's having the strength to leave. And then part two is having the support system of having a place to go. Well, at least they go through the process in this episode of showing that there is support available. There's the counseling groups. And I want to say the head counselors mentioned a shelter, too, in the episode. So at least they're referencing those sorts of things here, which is good. Well, Michaela is currently in the hospital. After getting drugged up and dragged away, really. I'm surprised that he brought her to the hospital because, I mean, I would think that would be a normal part of the kidnapping process. So I'm a little confused why she ended up in the hospital. Because she got full of heroin. Well, yeah, but I think that's what they do with these women when they're trying to abduct them. They drug them up so they can't resist. I can tell by Michelle's face that we're going to learn more about that. Okay, we'll shelve this conversation for later. We will pick up the book, though, and talk about Tyrone's education. I don't know if it was just a plot point in this particular episode so that he could monologue, or if this shows a broader character continuation, like he knows he should learn more about things and he's just interested. He was a good student to begin with. And I don't think it was all his parents telling him to be a good student. I think he's personally motivated for that. But he is continuing his education on his own. And as you mentioned before, Michelle Tandy was bringing him the homework. I think Evita is now going to get involved on that front as well, since she knows that Tyrone is there. And I don't know if it continues to be a storyline or not, but it does say a lot of Tyrone's character that he continues to want that higher level education, even if he is in hiding. Eight months, man. Eight months. You don't, you're spying on your parents and then you're watching your girlfriend and it's eight months. Evita completely on her side. That was so wrong of Tyrone. And the fact that Evita comes back and, you know, tries to help him, that says a lot about her, but. I was really upset by Tyrone doing that whole like ghosting for eight months. That is not cool. Not cool at all. I don't care if you want it or whatever. You just, he had the ability of like leaving her a note or something all that time, especially after he goes and he shows her what he can do. And she's like, you could have done this the whole time. What? The whole time, the whole time, you know, that (laughs) Mrs. Doubtfire speech in my back of my head the whole time i have a note here about evita i think she is one of the most intriguing characters on the entire show she's not the main character she's a main supporting character but she is very well adept at taking a situation and dealing with it and 
even though she had that argument with him, she immediately went back to him later and said, oh, I'm sorry, you were opening up to me and I shut you down because I was so angry at you, which I'm not apologizing for, but I realized that you still might need somebody since you reached out to me. Yeah, and then she, yeah, she helps him with the breathing and helping him with the vivet. So that's the most important thing I know about the vivet is when you're doing one, when you're actually writing with the chalk to exhale, so it's like your breath is going out with the chalk. So if I ever need to do it, now I'm trained in how to do a vivet on the floor so I can transport. I don't know if that would help out in Charmed or not. Well, I imagine it's like any type of drawing. It's like when you're too tense and rigid about it, like you can't make smooth motions. So you've got to kind of relax and go with it. Yeah, I'm not good at drawing at all, so I just tend not to do it. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, architectural sketching. Yeah, anything where you can use your straight edge. Yeah, yep. Actually, last day at work last week, I was using a straight edge. Mm-hmm. Yep. It wasn't to draw anything, though. It was to highlight things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. thought you would like that. Yep. Yep. So when do Tandy and Tyrone get to hold hands without setting off the room? What are they doing? Practice over the last eight months. And they had that huge discharge. Remember last season, you know, they were holding hands and they released all that energy and practice. Okay, so they've held their hands twice or touched each other twice prior to this. And all of a sudden they can do waffles. Well, I would imagine over the last eight months, they've just been doing like random things to test their powers and see what they can do. So I would imagine they would be practicing using their powers together over a period of eight months. Because you can't just watch movies. Yeah, okay. By the way, Waffle, when I say waffles, there's another podcast on the Guinea Geek Network called Play Comics, and it is done by Chris, but his call sign, avatar name, whatever, is Waffles in our Discord channel. So whenever Waffles was brought up, kept on thinking of that. I don't know why. I thought that was cute. Waffles or pancakes. I've never heard that before that way. The kids teach us stuff all the time, don't they? Queer Eye told me that pancakes is platonic. Oh, I did not know. Yeah. So waffles is not platonic, but... No, it means you want to get down. Pancakes is not platonic, but waffles... Pancakes is platonic. Waffles means you want to get down. Oh. Thank you for that. I had no idea. So another thing you might know about, Haley, is this mm-hmm. Tascam recorder. So tell me all about this Tascam recorder. I don't have a Tascam recorder. I have a Zoom H5, so I don't know nothing about it. Okay, say you were using your Zoom H5 in this exact same situation. I, I assume they've got it set up for XY recording. Is that, is that the case? There's only, on, this, on that Tascam recorder, it is only an XY recorder. And I think it has a 3.5 millimeter jack in. That's it. I'm just wondering what kind of batteries they put in there, what kind of battery life that thing has, what they're recording onto. I don't know if it's got internal storage or if it's got an SD card. It does have an SD card. I think it comes with like a two gigabyte SD card or something like that. Okay. I don't know. It seems like through the table, it's probably not going to be the best audio quality, but whatevs. If the sound is bouncing off the floor and coming back up, you know, maybe, but it's not going to be the best sound quality in the world. I, I would think it would just, in a room with that many people in it, and that size, like it would just be kind of noisy. Yeah, I would think that the gunshots would drown off just about anything, because it's a hard spike, and it would probably, yeah. it might actually damage the microphones, I don't know. 
I've never tried to record a gunshot. I know some people do for their audio dramas. They try to recreate their Foley sounds themselves. So they'll go out to like a gun range or whatever and do it. The problem is you have to make sure that you're either inside. If you're doing Foley sounds for an inside, you know, go to a gun range, an indoor gun Mm -hmm. range or an outdoor gun range, depending on where you're at, because that reverberation is going to be different. Also, the last note that I have and is specific to white lines is I did enjoy how they did the timeline. They showed what was going on for each character in uh, a certain amount of time. And then when they would come together and then it would transition to somebody else or they would repeat it and they would go. I did. I enjoyed that sort of storytelling. And it is not the first time that we've seen this sort of thing. They played around with the timelines of the the storyline in previous episodes. And I like nonlinear storytelling. I don't, what do you ladies think about it? I like nonlinear storytelling. I just rewatched Scar on Battlestar Galactica not too long ago, which is an episode where they do some nonlinear storytelling. I think it can be a fun framing device. Yeah, I liked it because it was this huge moment between the three because O'Reilly comes in and is like, did you, did you touch anything? I have to clean all this up. And she holds the door. And it's like, then we, we follow Tyrone and then it comes back to that exact conversation. And we just, you know, we follow Tandy, then we follow O'Reilly. I liked that. I thought it was really interesting. Yep, I did as well. And I hope we see more of it because it sounds like Joe Plakaski, who's the showrunner, likes this sort of stuff. I don't know if he's personally bringing these story lines up or if one of the other writers are maybe Pete Calloway or something, but I like it. I enjoy it. And I hope I see more about it. So do you have any last words about the episode, Haley? I don't think so. I'm just ready to get some answers. What in specific are you wanting an answer to? Well, I mean, O'Reilly would be a big one, Bridget. And I kind of want to get to the point where we've got a direction for the big bad of the season, which I don't think we've really established yet. And we also have to look out for whoever was Connor's uncle. We have to look out for that because we have not been introduced to Connor's uncle yet. That's a loose end from last season. Michelle, without spoiling anything, is there anything you want to talk about on the episode or anything that you're looking forward to storyline that we've seen already and where it's going in the future? Um, without spoiling anything. Yeah, it was great seeing Evita do her thing. Do you agree that she's one of the most engaging characters in the show? Yes. You should really keep your eye on her. Had my eye on her since this, uh, the second episode she was in. She just started to, just the way she was acting and knowledgeable and calming Ty down and stuff. Right. So what do we call Ty? Do we call him Ty or Tyrone? Because I've heard both. I call him Tyrone. Okay. Tandy specifically called him Ty in this episode. Anywho, if you, listener have anything to say about cloak and dagger and looking forward to the crossover in runaways coming up please let us know at all the ways to get in touch with us our discord server gunnageek.com slash discord you can also email me stargatepioneer at gunnageek.com next week we'll be talking about the third and fourth episodes of the second season of cloak and dagger shadow cells and rabbit hole and we only have six more episodes of cloak and dagger left before we move on to runaways Season three, and with that, all three of us are going to confront our doppelgangers, and we're just going to get on out of here. 
That was a short and sweet episode this week. And thank you very much for tuning in and still listening, still downloading the show. Really appreciate it. Watching those download numbers every week. Thank you very much. And your interest in Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the items that we're covering. Yeah, thank you to everybody that is listening. We've got more of the Cloak and Dagger and then Runaway's Goodness, and we're just looking forward to all the Marvel stuff that we get to talk about it with you, dear listener. Yeah, thank you for interacting with us, especially on Discord. That's where I'm mostly active on is the Discord. Again, appreciate all the interaction, all the downloads, all the listeners. Thank you very much. And for those of you wondering out there, we will eventually be covering the series that are presented on Disney Plus when they come out. It's just been the, as of our recording date right now, it's just the Mandalorian. I don't think any Marvel series have dropped yet. So it's There's just, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, oh that yeah. is a masterpiece. He is a national treasure. I have spoken. <laughs> well done, Michelle. Well done. All right. With that. I will bid you adieu. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. I might just leave Haley off screen. I mean, I see her there. <laughs> hey, Haley. Hello. So on Sundays now, I do a boxing workout. That's fun. Cool. Hmm? It's an intense workout. Yes. I'm aware. It takes a lot out of you throwing those punches and then connecting with something. Well, it's, it's not just like not just boxing, like a boxing workout, like a workout for mm-hmm. boxers. Yeah. I know. So it's like, hey, let's go run two miles and stop every once in a while and do a bunch of push-ups. Mm-hmm. So that's what you got to do. You got to build that stamina for those quick rounds, yeah. whatever they are. One minute. Usually in, in college, it's three rounds of one minute. But I like punching though. That part's fun. <laughs> I like punching things. Are you going to transition to something else? Or are you going to stay exclusive to boxing? I, I mean, right now I'm doing this once a week and it's the second time I've done it. So <laughs> that's what I'm at right now. Whole bunch of other workouts there with other martial arts too. So mm-hmm. got a whole world of activity in front of you. <laughs> well, this one is um, at like one of the local bars. They ha- it's like interesting. They've got a, an old school boxing ring in the bar. Okay. So you pay 10 bucks for the boxing class and then you get a free mimosa. It's like running a marathon. You get a free beer afterwards. No, you usually get two free beers after you run a marathon. That's true. The two tickets. And food. A little bit. It's healthier stuff. It depends on the marathon, too. Of course, you're paying. For, it's not free. You're paying for it. Those well, entry fees. You already paid for it. But yeah, Those entry fees can go really, really high. 100, 150, 200. Easy for a full marathon. Even a half marathon. Yeah. Okay.
the plan though is we're gonna slip right from this into runaways that is the plan okay because runaways is coming out the 13th we'll be kind of current <laughs> it'll be close yeah we'll be pretty current well well when you don't when they dump something on one day it's kind of you know i haven't had a chance to watch man in the high castle and i play i'm current on that series i guess not I'm anymore like two seasons behind on it it actually got a lot better as it went on I mean, the first season was pretty cool, but then it kind of dropped, but then it got a lot better. Apparently, they went through like multiple showrunners and stuff, but that does not surprise me. The other one that I'm, I just started watching a couple of nights ago, Another Life. Have either of you two seen that? No. no. Yeah. So it's with, uh, what's her name? Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Katie Sackoff. Thank you. It's with Katie Sackoff. And she's, pretty much the main character at least one of the main characters and it's been pretty interesting so far it's not the ex- it's almost like the expanse but it's not i don't know if either of you watched longmire but i did not like the netflix version of longmire as much did they redo the episodes or did they, it was this another it was season? a continuation on netflix and i just it wasn't as good people have said that about different series my mom was satisfied she watched it she is a big fan of it she was happy that it got closure. Mm-hmm. I just, in the last couple of days, watched the last four episodes of Killjoys, which was my last series that I would ever watch on sci-fi. How did it end? Did it, I mean, okay, or? Yeah, I mean, typical. It, it didn't, there wasn't a big curveball in there. I mean, it was pretty much almost popcorn sci-fi, so. Yeah. I mean, it was worth, I... Since I had watched everything up to the last four episodes, I'm like, okay, let's just get this out of the way. It actually was on the DVR, but you can watch it on the sci-fi app if you have uh, something else to connect you to it. And they are locked episodes. So I have my cable subscription, which got me into it. uh, So I know you can stream it, but it was on my DVR. So I just wanted to get it off, especially with all these Hallmark movies out there right now. Yeah. So Krypton's canceled. But is the only show that they're airing like Winona Earp? Is that it? Like, is that I love Winona Earp so much, and they've been trying to cancel it for two years. I have no idea what's on Sci-Fi anymore. I know that show's on. That's it, right? Wrestling. Are you serious? Let me just go to their website. Do they still do wrestling? I don't know. Because I honestly don't know. Because there's no Expanse. There's no Killjoys. There's no. Oh, what was that other one? They're showing. Uh, the entire series of Xena. That's a good call. On their website. There's no 12 Monkeys. Yeah, 12 There's Monkeys no... over. 12 Monkeys was probably the last good series on there that I remember. Um, There's no um Dark... Oh, what was that one? Dark Where Matter. Did... Yeah, I like that one. The only reason they kept Killjoys and got rid of Dark Matter is they didn't own the rights to Dark Matter, which would have been the better show to keep, in my opinion. Yep. Same as The Expanse, pretty much. That's why I said, nope. Yeah. Same as The Expanse. So is sci-fi even a network anymore? I mean... Z Nation? But I don't know if they have... They canceled that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at all their shows. To me, this screams that the channel is going to fold. Because there's nothing on it. I don't know that there's a place for niche channels anymore because of streaming. Yeah, you take a look at Lost in Space, you take a look at Another Life, you take a look at The Expanse now. All that good sci-fi is on streaming. 
Yeah, I mean, NBC, yeah, if they need to start saving money, that's one of the first things that'll probably go. So they do have a, a streaming market, like I was saying, because they have rights to different things, but it's nowhere near the streaming that Disney or Netflix or Hulu can give you. Well, Peacock is supposed to launch next year, oh, yeah? early next year. Which I'm not paying for. Well, it's I, last I heard is it's going to be a free service that's ad-supported. Kind of like the CW app. Well, I don't think the CW, or yeah, the CW app. Yeah, I was thinking CBS. Yeah, no. I went on, I have, I think, a third generation Apple TV. It might be second, but I think it's third, and I tried to get the CW app on it. And The CW app's buggy no matter what you're running it on. True, but I couldn't get it at all. It's not a oh, yeah. selection. I can't, there's no app store on the version that I have, so you have to go to a fourth generation Apple TV in order to get the app store where you can download stuff like that. Yeah. I, everything I've heard about Krypton is don't bother. Yeah, I just realized they have they have like one show. That's it. <laughs> and like I said, they've been trying to cancel it for two I'm, years. I'm going to send you two a, a text message that I just got from my daughter. I mean, literally, as we're talking about this stuff. Is it what's the Netflix password? <laughs> what's your Disney Plus password, Dad? Bingo. But just to prove it, sending you a screenshot. It's always a pleasure starting my week talking with you about Marvel goodness. So, do we want to talk about Star Wars Mandalorian? Hey, Haley, have you watched it? Yeah, I don't have much to say about it yet. Okay. Soga, 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 Soga. Of course, you don't have Soga, so. Or, are eggs okay? No, they're not vegan. They're from an animal. All right. What about Jeff Goldblum? He is also not vegan. He's a he is an animal. He is. <laughs> I wouldn't want an egg from him either. <laughs> Especially since he was the fly at one point. I don't believe they didn't get that joke in there. <laughs> Legends of Shield is copyright 2013 through 2019.